This podcast is being powered by Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Mentally a Badass. Before we begin this episode, I do want to put a trigger warning. We do talk about suicide and depression on this episode. So if this may be a trigger to you, I recommend to not continue on listening. If not, then I hope you enjoy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Mentally a Badass. This is Justine, and I have my good friend here named Christina. Say hello, Christina. Hello. (laughs) Thanks for being here. So today we are going to be talking about postpartum depression, something I have never experienced. So I'm so happy to have Christina here because I love bringing in people to give me knowledge and to give you guys knowledge. Um, So yeah, so we're just going to chit chat about postpartum depression. And Christina, I want you to take it away and tell us what that is, because some people may not know what it is. Sure. So um, I have two children. They are five and six years old. Um, and I, I struggled with depression and anxiety for most of my life anyway. So like I had a feeling that postpartum depression would be somewhere down the line and I was right. Um, <clears throat> so postpartum depression is basically um, once you have your child, uh, there's a lot of hormones. So pregnancy is just one massive ball of hormones. But then once you give birth, your hormones kind of go all crazy again because they're trying to get balanced. You're losing a lot of estrogen <clears throat> and you're losing like your 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 blood is going crazy. Hormones are flying everywhere. Um, so there's like this rush of hormones and it really like can get you going again. Mm-hmm. And like the physical process and the emotional process of giving birth really can like trigger a whole lot of Uh, crazy and intense emotions. Um, And mine was highlighted by the fact that my daughter was born um, six weeks early by emergency C-section and she spent the first three weeks of her life in the NICU. I didn't even get to hold her until she was a week old. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So that was hard. That's definitely hard. Especially because I was in the regular birthing ward, you know, with everyone else and I could hear all the moms, you know, in labor you know, I could hear once they push, you know, one, two, three, et cetera. And then I, you hear the baby being born. You hear them go, ah, my mom holds the baby. Everyone leaves. End of story. Not me. I was sitting alone. Well, not alone. My husband was with me. But sitting in my hospital bed, chilling, no kid, watching Food Network because it was the only thing on TV. <laughs> and recovering from an emergency C-section that I did not know 12 hours prior I would be having that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, well, this sucks. So yeah. um, it was rough. I mean, I think the fact that she was in the NICU for so long, for three weeks, really impacted it. <clears throat> My daughter has um, a heart condition called Wolf Parkinson-White Syndrome. And basically, uh, she has a, like a little tiny, tiny, tiny little hole in her heart that mm-hmm. can get, you know, so an average heartbeat. Goes in, goes out, goes in, goes out, goes in, goes out. With her heart condition, there's a tiny hole that the heartbeat itself, like the the electricity, can get caught in a loop. And it just loops and loops and loops and loops. So she doubles her heart rate. 
for no reason. It's a genetic thing. It skips generations. My aunt on my dad's side has it. Um, she didn't have hers until like much later in life and she had the surgery for it. Um, so that was fun to figure out. Um, but <clears throat> when she was being, you know, when she was in the NICU, they were trying to control it. You know, she was on oxygen. She was hooked up to all these wires. You know, it was a whole thing. Wow. I, I never knew, like, I mean, I knew what um, what she had and stuff, but I didn't know, like, in detail. I didn't know, like, exactly, like, what it was. I knew yeah. she had a heart condition. But, um, yeah, that's, wow, that's insane. She's definitely a trooper. Like, guys, <laughs> like, her daughter, Freya, she's just, like, amazing. How, how old is she? Six she's now? six. She's mm-hmm. six now. Yeah. So just a little off track just because, you know, in this podcast, I always get off track just, just because that's, <laughs> that's who I am. I mean, right? My first episode, I had ADHD. So you guys are prepared. Um, we went, so basically, um, there's Haunted, um, haunted Horror Nights. <laughs> Universal Horror Night, which we couldn't go to, by the way, this year. Um, yeah, her daughter loves it, mm-hmm. by the oh, way, which most, is. like, was she six then or five? She was five. five? Um, she was five when she went to work. Oh, one. my goodness. She, yeah, she was five, and she just <laughs> loves all, like, the scary people. And she just not about Mickey's not so scary. She's like, nah. She's not scary enough for her. Yeah. She, and- like, she's like a top boy. She loves Jurassic Park. She loves playing Among Us. She loves playing Minecraft. She is just, like, this little warrior child. She like- really is. She's so cool. <laughs> she's cooler than me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just feel like, I feel like she's really strong will like you. And, that, like, that's another reason, too, is I want you on my podcast because, like, you are a badass. No, seriously, <laughs> yeah. though. Like, I, I'm I'm honest. I'm asking, like, certain people to be on my podcast because when it, you know, like, when it makes sense. And, like, I'm like, Christina, you know, like, I know she had, like, her and I, we both struggle with our mental health issues. I mean, we always just chit-chat every single day. Just mm-hmm. chitting, chatting. Ch- chitting and chatting. <laughs> <laughs> of how sad we, how sad how we sad. are. <laughs> we were sad this Olympics. <laughs> we have a group chat with our friend and we just talk about how sad we are. We laugh so we don't cry. No, it's a it's a good support group. It is. It's, it's good a, to talk about it publicly. It's good. Yeah, it's a good support group. So pretty much obviously I had her in mind about it. And Christina, like, you go through a lot. Like, I feel like I have my issues, but you I have you have issues like you hold it together (laughs) better than me like you're just so like so like come off as so like bubbly and happy and then the group chat I'm just like my life is falling apart (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and it's like I feel like for me I'm just like I I know I know I shouldn't have the mindset where it's like my problems aren't like bad but I just feel like I'm here complaining about something so minor and then while you have all of like this stuff going on in your life and you you honestly are a rock star like I literally look up to you like me and Caitlin do we're like how does she do it no seriously we're like how does she do it because like so I know I'm going off track and I just always go off track um you just you, I can't wait to hear my next podcast with next week where you're gonna see like okay so in the beginning of the podcast it's super chill like you know we're actually getting into like detail and then at the end it's just like just chatting about where did we start chatting about healthcare in in the U.S.? Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, that's related. That is really well. It was because we were talking about Canada healthcare and mm-hmm. U.S. healthcare when it came to mental health, so it was pretty relevant. Yeah. Um, but anyway, let me go back to why we're here. Um, so okay, so um, yeah, you had that really hard experience when she was first born, and yes. I, wow, one week without holding your own child. Mm-hmm. That's well, so I got to 
hold her for like a little bit while they were literally transferring her from one incubator to the other. I literally got to hold her for like all of 10 seconds. Wow. Um, I hold her. I mean, I literally like held out in my palm. And at that point she was only about four and a half pounds. So she was just, the wires weighed more than she did at that point. Um, I didn't even get to see her. You know how like when you have a C-section, they, they hold the baby over the curtain and you're like, Oh, how cute. And then they rush, you know, then they get the baby all cleaned up. I didn't get to have that moment because at that point her heart rate was so high. It was like the 280 beats per minute. And I was uh, having an allergic reaction to morphine. So I was spiraling out. (laughs) She was, her lips were blue. Like she was from the lack of oxygen. So we didn't get to have that little hallmark moment where I got to see her. Hallmark moment. Yeah. Literally, they took her out and um, they asked Peter if that he wanted to escort her down to the NICU and they ran. Like, they just ran to get her out of there. And then I was not dying, but having a very severe reaction to morphine. Wow. Um, so it was, it was a hot mess of a day. Wow. Um, so I didn't get to see her until uh, 12 hours later. She was born at 4.19 p.m. I saw her just before 5 a.m. Uh, they wheeled me in with the wheelchair. And, you were like, sure you are up all night? I was. I couldn't sleep. You, I just, literally... you don't sleep. I don't think you do. Every time I text you, you reply. <laughs> it would be like 4 in the morning, and you'd be like, so, yeah, I, I was awake. <laughs> and we're like, well, do you sleep? And you're like, eh, no. maybe if I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah. So, so, but that's what happens with having two kids, right? Yeah, exactly. I can't really. No, it's yeah. fine. Eventually. <laughs> eventually. Maybe in my 30s. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Right yeah. now, this is my baby. This is your baby. This is it's my baby. baby. It's yeah. a good baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, like, everyone was coming to visit me in the hospital. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, my mom, my family, um, everyone. And they were all going down to the NICU and seeing her. And I literally, like, all I had was cell phone pictures. That's all I could see mm-hmm. because... She was there, and I was there, and we—I wasn't able to see her yet. So, um, it was a rough, it was a rough night. And the only yeah. like I said, like I only was watching Food Network, and it was like a Chopped marathon. To this day, I associate Chopped with Fred's birth, so I can't really watch it sometimes. You know what my mom associates my birth with? Mm-hmm. Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> and I know my mom's gonna be listening to this because she listens to everything I do. Yep. So. When I was, I was a C-section myself, mm-hmm. so I was a blueberry, a blueberry. Blueberry, <laughs> nice. Oh my God, I just, this, this is what happens when you drink wine when you're podcasting. Oh my hey, gosh. I know, I think it's so much fun, you know, drinking wine, podcasting a little mm-hmm. bit. You had a glass. I have a glass, yep. Mm. Yeah. While I'm here, let me go tell what, <laughs> what, what, what I'm drinking. So there is a podcast that does, that um, is about money and they, and they drink beer every time. They have a good different beer. Nice. So it's called How to Money, by the way. And I should, I'm going to drink wine, you know, do the girl version of it, while the guys are drinking beer. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, so right now I'm drinking a Pinot Noir, which is super good. It's great with brownies. And what do you drink? Mu- like a Muscat? Muscat, which is good one. with, like I think, with blue jeans, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, so, I don't yeah. even know. Apparently it supports um, pediatric yeah, cancer. Ca- cancer mm-hmm. and mine mm-hmm. supports animals. So it's through One Hope Wine. If you guys are interested in wine and want to help support causes and such, I'm going to leave a link um, probably in this episode description if you want to just take a look at it. But but yeah, that's going to be a thing in this podcast. We'll be drinking wine and chit-chatting about mental health and um, it's going to be fun. Good times. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, done with the, the commercial portion of this. <laughs> By the way, this is that was not sponsored. Just saying. I was just chit-chatting. Awesome. Where were we? Uh, Burger King. You were a blueberry. Burger King. I was a blueberry Burger King. Yeah, C section, I was a blue baby, not a blueberry. 
and the as my as the doctors were sewing my mom up, they were talking about lunch and they were talking about getting burped from across the street. <laughs> That's so casual. And my mom was like, "How can they just sew me up right? and talk about Burger King?" <laughs> so my mom great. will always associate me with Burger I love King. That. That's really I was born at twelve two p.m., which is lunchtime. Oh, so it made sense. I was yeah. born at twelve o six, but midnight. Uh, so like in the morning. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, okay, so after the experience in the hospital, can we talk about like post hospital life? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, so I got to leave the hospital after a few days, but of course, Freya stayed there for another two and a half weeks. Um, so what I would do uh, to help with my crazy, overwhelming depression was I would go once in the morning before the doc after the doctors had their rounds. So that was around ten a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would go back home. And then I would call around 12 noon, talk to the nurse, ask how she's doing. And then around three o'clock, I would go back and visit. And then I would come home and then I would call around dinner time. And then I would go home after, go back to the hospital after dinner. <laughs> and so I visit three times a day and call three or four times a day. Plus I would call at least once at night, usually around two or 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a way to cope and like have the tiniest semblance of control over it because I was just crying all the time. If I was not... Mm-hmm you know, talking to a friend or doing something or pumping, I was crying. I cried every day for at least mm. three weeks. And I really, and the weirdest thing is like, there was a lot of disconnect from my, my former, you know, pre-parent life to what I had then. Like a lot of, it sounds weird. Was she it sounds, first, were you the first? She was the first. first okay. So it's weird. Like a lot of my, not a lot of my friends, but a chunk of my friends who I was very close with, um, they just, they don't know what to say or do. Um, they don't know how to. And so instead of like being like, Hey, let me know what I can do. Or, Hey, how are you? They just ignored me. What? That's not nice. It sounds weird, but it's more common than you'd think when it comes to well, new parents. E- no, and I get it's it. Like, I don't blame them because I, I don't know what I would have done in that situation either. Um, but I did have some friends that stepped up a lot. Yeah. So, um, but it was rough. There was one night, it was about two she was in the with you for about two and a half weeks. And I was, you know, was up at 3 a.m. pumping, whatever. And I called the nurse and she was just like super casual. I was like, how's Freya doing? She's like, oh, yeah, she she um, coded out and she stopped breathing and her lips were blue. But I don't know. She's all right now. And I'm like, wow, just so casual. Just super oh, casual yeah, about she just it. stopped breathing and her lips were blue. But anyway. And I was like, because she was doing so well, too, like up until that point that we thought she was going to come home. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. And she's like, yeah, so, oh, well. And I was like, okay. And what? So I, oh, well. <laughs> with that, and as a, nice. I don't know if there's a trigger warning, but there's suicidal ideation. But, like, that was the first time in my life that mm-hmm. I was like, if she dies, if she doesn't make it out of this NICU, I'm going to kill myself. Because at that point, she had become my entire world. Mm-hmm. Like, I had... I have distinct memories. I was eating dinner mm-hmm. with my mom and stepdad. It was cheeseburgers, which I love my good I love a good grilled cheeseburger. Mm-hmm. And I just remember taking a bite and then just putting the burger down and just sobbing. Because like all I did was cry. All I did was cry. It was like I didn't and then it's like I talked I told my doctor, I told the nurses, hey, I'm sad this time. They're like, Oh, do you want pills? And I'm like, is that gonna help? No, <laughs> like, it's, it's not. I, I'm sure it's it, a difference. You know, it's like I feel like I feel like pills make sense when it comes to like overall like the chemistry of your brain. But mm-hmm. if you're in a if you're going through a crisis, it's pills aren't going to fix that. Yeah, you I, need the support yeah. from people to be there for you and mm-hmm. therapy and such. The pills are not going to fix 
what happened. And people, a lot of people understand that the brain and the soul are two different things. Mm -hmm. So, like, you can be sad about a tragic event that happened to you. I'm not going to give you pills and be like, okay, this is going to make you better. Yeah. It's not. Like, that's Mm -hmm. not it. And that's it is sad that a lot of people think that medication is going to fix everything. Yeah. Like, medication, for me, I'm on medication because I'm bipolar and I need to be stabilized. But if I'm having a crisis... Right. Of course, it will help me stay stabilized, but it's, I need, oh, yeah. yeah. Or, Absolutely. like, yeah. Pills. I cope weird, too, so I don't know. <laughs> I, I sometimes will just, like, talk to people, and sometimes I'll just keep to myself. I'm just, I don't know. I'm weird. And, um, or I'll just go in the group chat and yeah, be like, hi, we'll, guys. We'll cry. we'll cry with you. Well, yeah. I've had one of my friends I was going through, not crisis. Okay, that was a crisis. Whatever. My boyfriend broke off with me because I'm too crazy. But my friend Pia, she said that she was like, I'll cry with you. <laughs> exactly and that just meant a lot to me mm-hmm. i mean she was she's a good friend so and yeah. it's good friend having good friends is definitely very oh, important it helps when so going much. through this because un- unfortunately if he, a lot of people who don't have that kind of support that's when people will commit, commit suicide mm-hmm. because they're gonna feel super alone mm-hmm. um but yeah. yeah it's it's rough i, I think mean, i cut you off a little bit i'm sorry you're absolutely apparently I, I, that's a thing i do here i just cut people off <laughs> you're completely fine it's your podcast <laughs> um you're the guest of honor <laughs> and i'm like I, like i i totally you know you, you, people definitely need meds i mean my mom's my mom, hi mom my mom's on meds mm-hmm. i'm like i i used to be on you know different meds for stuff too and like i agree that there is a, a place in life for them but also mm-hmm. you're right when it's like that bad that's when I realized for the first time I was like I need a therapist yeah (laughs) it's just like people pushing meds like I I just get so iffy about it because I feel like people just go straight to meds Mm -hmm. and we know that that they're gonna be making money off and is it really ethical Mm -hmm. so it's just that's another issue I should probably talk about a podcast about the mental health field yeah but I probably will talk about it and I have fun stories and I think I told you stories of me getting stood up by my therapist twice yes oh my god (sighs) That's when I was at my lowest. I'm like, do I not deserve help? Okay. Right. That's, everything's fine. I got mm-hmm. therapy tomorrow. Hopefully she shows up this time. Fingers crossed, man. Nah. I mean, it, I'm sure. She, it's, I'm sure. it's it's a, it, That's that's going to be a different podcast. We'll talk in detail. Like, I swear, I love my therapist when I'm seeing tomorrow. It's not her. It was different. It was like a two years ago therapist. Uh, <laughs> she a bitch. Dang, girl. Thank God I put this as E and not C. <laughs> I mean, I do. I put all my podcasts as E because it could be heavy conversations. Mm-hmm. And also the title is badass. So, I mean, it just makes sense to not put this in front of children. Yeah. yeah um. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So uh, people have to be at least 18 to listen to this podcast. Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Um. Man, well, I go off track. That's okay. What, what are we talking about again? Uh. So I, I finally decided I needed a therapist. And yes. I did get one. It was, there was like waiting lists or whatever. Um, and I did, I wanted, I wanted a, a, like a woman but they didn't have one available for like months. And I was like, well, I don't think I have months. Like I need mm. someone now. So yeah. I settled with some dude and he was fine. Um, he helped like shift things into perspective. He's like, cause when she was home, she was still on a heart monitor, but like, obviously just having her home, like that was made a world of difference. Like, yeah, definitely. Ugh, it, it really helped a lot. I mean, it sucked because she was on this heart monitor. So she always had wires attached to her, but it wasn't too bad. It was only, Three wires compared to like twenty. So um, mm. just having her home really helps a lot, and like you know, kind of like get like a normal life and everything like that. But he like really helped to align things into perspective. He's like, because I was like telling him how I can't sleep because I'm worried, you know, something's gonna happen. something's gonna happen exactly. And he's like, well, you have an alarm, which yeah. is really 
great because some people just walk out of the, you know, you know, walking you out with their newborn and they have no clue. And it's like, at least, at least this one will tell you if she stops breathing. I'm like, that's true. You got, you got a point. Yeah, there. no, definitely. And he's like, if you see her and you see she's breathing and she's okay, like he's like, you can just, you can allow yourself to just accept that and just like, you know, be like, she is okay. You know, it's behind us. Yes, you still have a bumper right ahead, but just you know, look forward to. Don't worry about the what if and focus on the what is mm-hmm. kind of thing. And yeah, that helped a lot. So, uh, and then with my son, <laughs> thirteen months later, I had my son Freddie. It wasn't as severe with him. It's, I had a doula that time, and I strongly recommend having a doula, even though I wound up having a a, a scheduled C section mm-hmm. uh, because he went past his due date and he did not drop at all. Like he was not. He didn't want to come out for nothing. So they just did it. Yeah, it was like the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. So um, he, uh, with him, it wasn't as bad. And I did have a doula and she was huge help because she literally, if I was texting her at 3 a.m., 4 a.m., like with help, like she was like, she only lived like 20 minutes away. She's like, do you want me to come over? Like Mm -hmm. she was great. Super shout out to her. Um, So having her help and having Freddie just like a more natural birth and like being able to hold him it was weird like the first day I, you know i gave birth to him and then hours later i was holding him i was like it feels so weird not having wires and my duel is like that's the saddest thing i've ever i was heard. honestly though i was just gonna say that <laughs> yeah. i was just gonna say that i was like wow how do i it even do really one? puts things into perspective though is because like you're you're like oh wow it's actually like and it's like noticing that it's the norm for it to not be wires so it just really just makes you appreciate what mm-hmm. really is the norm. And then it's like a lot of people don't realize how good they have it kind exactly. of thing. And like that, then again, I don't want to like dismiss what anybody goes through. Because I know sometimes things affect people differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just putting it in perspective. And it's just, yeah, it was definitely different to have like a normal way to come home versus like yeah, wires and exactly. such. Yeah, it was, it was wild. And like... Um... I did still have some postpartum pressure with him, but also it was like, also I was in the middle of a move. I had just gotten hired by Disney. I was two weeks postpartum when I interviewed with Disney. Uh, and I just, you know, and then two weeks later they offered me the job. I accepted it. So like I moved and he was only five weeks old. So like, I don't have time to have depression because I was too busy moving from New Jersey to Florida and starting a new life. Um, me too. Yeah. Yeah. We both, we both yeah. did that. We both got our, our bags from Jersey and like, moved bye. to Florida. See you later. Jersey. <laughs> I feel like we should do like three people on this podcast in an episode. Oh gosh, me yes. and Caitlin just all talk about our experience in Jersey. <laughs> There's a whole level of depression that comes with living in New Jersey. Oh, can we make this a podcast episode? It's gonna be. A I think we should do it. I think. <laughs> I honestly think we should do a separate episode. We'll have Caitlin come over. Mm-hmm. We'll have a nice glass of wine mm-hmm. and just chat about Jersey. Yeah, that's so. amazing. And I'm sure I might. I don't know my Jersey people are listening to this right now. I love y'all, but come on. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do with those property taxes come on property man. taxes like my hometown's like run down right now <laughs> i feel so bad i'm sorry I, I love my i love my people this is okay i i how many i only have one glass of wine <laughs> not even i'm not even done oh gosh oh goodness this grind is so good though um i actually didn't wake up with a hangover so that's good i'm proud of you yeah i had a like a whole bottle last night <laughs> I swear, I did it because it was a celebration. It was a celebration, yeah. Yeah. Um, It was super fun. But yeah, I didn't wake up hungover, so that's good. Um, My goodness, people are going to think I'm drunk on this thing. I swear I'm not. (laughs) She's not. She really is. I swear I'm not. I'm such a bad influence. Um, But I I have a good heart, though, I swear. Oh, you do. Uh, (laughs) 
Yeah. So, oh yeah. So you said that you were busy that you didn't like have time for depression, which yeah. really means you're just distracted. You're I was distracted. distracted. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Because it was different. Cause I started work with Disney. I was starting to training when he was only six weeks old. And so there comes all of that associated guilt with leaving the newborn mm-hmm. when he's only six weeks old. So like I had to stop breastfeeding because I couldn't keep up with like, the pumping schedule. So I didn't get to have that like bond with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just like, I, I've been working ever since. I've been working since 2015 or since October 2015. He was born late August 2015. Mm-hmm. I've never, you know, not worked. So, like, you know, I've not, I've missed a lot of big moments. And there's a lot of just associated guilt becomes with being working moms in general. Yeah. Um, which is not so much as just like postpartum depression, but re- after I had him and like I realized, you know, wow, this is like a totally different experience having him. I also realized how many, how few moms publicly talk about postpartum depression. And even though it affects a lot of mm-hmm. people, I started literally looking into it and like support groups and stuff like that. And there's such a, I mean, I know, you know, there's such a stigma, which is associated with talking about, about mental health. And it's like, you're looking up as weak or like broken or like what, what you don't like. Yeah. Your baby and that's, or something. And that's and the purpose like, of my whole podcast is that we're having this conversation. It's not looking like, oh, you're weak or this. It's like, no, you are a badass. This is <laughs> like, it's crazy. Like, I just want the way I'm reason I'm having this podcast is because I want to change the way people look at people with mm-hmm. mental illness because people don't understand that our brains are not functioning the way as other people, but we still have to act like the other people. <laughs> like, we still yeah. have to go to work. We still have to pay the bills. Like, we got to do everything the same way. Mm-hmm. And it's like people and they look down at us and like you don't understand how great we are mm-hmm. like you don't understand that <laughs> and that's that's the reason why i built i built this podcast i made you built it well i've been building it's my, my new empire um that's yeah the reason why i'm having this podcast is because i want to change the way we look about it and i i want to change like, the way we talk about mental mm-hmm. health and such and like i know it's definitely a touchy topic mm-hmm. um but of course i'm not gonna like it's very serious but also it's just like it should just be a normal conversation no it absolutely should and that's why like i wish i was in a position where i could just like create a, a platform where for like especially for new moms like you know we recently had a lot of our friends and, and co-workers recently became new moms and mm-hmm. i i tried to yeah. make a point to reach out to them in particular because i know it's a very it's it's a lot, especially during a pandemic. I can only imagine. Oh, but it's I a, know. It has been a, a pandemic. Yeah, can be a very lonely experience, especially mm-hmm. if your spouse is working or whatever. Especially the first day you're alone with your newborn, you're like, "What am I gonna do?" So I tried. I I wish there was more of a support system for 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 new moms because there's postpartum depression just hits you so hard because it it hits you like a freaking truck like it's just so much at once yeah. and you have to worry about a newborn and you're not sleeping and you're not eating right. All of your schedules are thrown off and you have to deal with a screaming, crying infant and you don't know what to do. And then you're just like depressed and you, you know, go it's a it. lot. It's so much. And I, I wish there was more of a, it's so scary. It. Too. I know some, some um, women do commit suicide. Oh yeah. Like, it's so dangerous. Mm-hmm. And you never know because especially with social media, everyone has to act like they're happy all the time. Yeah. God forbid, you know? I, I don't, I just, I know. I, I, <laughs> Which is great. I wish I'm more people so straight up on Instagram. We're yeah. like, okay, I, I'm mostly on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm on Twitter. I just, I need to like, they need to ban me like they banned Donald Trump. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I'm just so annoying. 
I know. I didn't break the terms and conditions, and I didn't cause a riot, so we're good. You're not, yeah, you're not going to be banned. You're fine. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's. I I really wish there was more um, support and like even. Why don't you kind of create a, like a Facebook group? I know. I probably should. I mean, I'm. Sh- I know there are. Um, oh, what is it? There's like breastfeeding support groups out there, but there's also a lot of moms who don't or can't breastfeed mm. or just choose not to, which is also a completely valid option. Um, and like also mom groups can be a little judgy. Surprise, surprise. Mom what? Mom groups can be mom like groups. super judgy. Mm. It's natural with women. Yeah. So it's, it's rough. So I wish like there was more like, like I was getting my doula. I wish everyone had a doula. I know not everyone could afford a doula or not everyone knows what doulas are, but they're basically your... They are your physical and emotional support coach for your pregnancy through birth. Oh, they, it's more, it's kind of more, I wouldn't say hippy dippy, but it kind hippy. of is. Like she was helping me, like she gave me like, um, uh, like pre, uh, prenatal massages and like when we were trying to like trigger labor, she was like doing like acupuncture and things like that, like pressure points. Um, she helped me like with like, you know, meditation and stuff like that. Like she is, they, and they and they're a completely valid career. They'll help you with your birth. So like you know, because like you have like you know your your spouse or your partner or whatever with you. Um, but sometimes you just don't want to see their face. <laughs> so like like she would have been like if I had a normal um, like a normal if I had like a vaginal birth, then it would have been more like you know her helping and like you know massage and like doing doing different positions. Mm-hmm. Whatever it is, she would have done it. Like she was she was great, and she only. For the whole pregnancy, she was only seven hundred dollars, which really is not bad. Wow, that's not bad at all, considering all everything she did. And like, even she was there after, and that helped a lot too. And I, I wish everyone had more access to. I like, didn't even know that existed. Honestly, yeah, it's it sounds. Then again, I've not. I've never been a mother. <laughs> I know nothing. Yeah. So this is just all like, you know, really. This is an educational opportunity for me <laughs> and for everybody listening here. Yay. Yeah. So, yeah, I had no idea it existed. Yeah. Hi, y'all. So, I'm going to be recording this outro here. I currently don't have Christina with me. The outro that we originally recorded, unfortunately, got deleted. So, I'm just going to do the outro by myself. But thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Christina, for being on my podcast. I really do appreciate it. And... If you guys want to follow me, all those links will be in my bio. And then me and Christina discussed that will put hers as well. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed. And I hope you guys have a wonderful evening or night or morning or whatever time it is by you.